<laughs> it wasn't like it was predetermined. <laughs> I literally could have changed. I could have gone anywhere. Yeah, I know. I thought about it. Fingerprints, the boom We come with this fucking fantastic, stupid cowbell shit. You ready? <laughs> Close eye. <laughs> Just so the people at home know, I'm doing the Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Not the Italian. Man, your palms really get really warm when you do the Miyagi. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's just warm. That's all Miyagi gives you. I thought he was conjuring up some Asian spirits to, to, <laughs> to throw into Danielson's broken bones. He was just making his own personal icy hot. Okay, I, uh, iPad. Close eye. Close iPad. Nah. Oh, wait. I'll give it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it. That's the backbeat, baby. That's the backbeat, Pete Best. You can have it. Man, I'm still fucking sick. Me too. Oh, we're both fucking sick. You know what? Dude, being sick. You really, really find out what a big piece of shit you are. Or you just bring yourself... <laughs> I think we both found that out years ago. Yeah, but like I find out things that I never knew. Like I'll just be laying in bed, and if I... like Instead of... Because when you're young, you'll just whip out a roll of toilet paper and blow your nose with it all day. Now, of course, you're old and you're broke, so you're like, man, I can't waste a whole roll of toilet paper. <laughs> so I just take it all... <laughs> well, let me just say something real quick. I'm not toilet paper broke. I, 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 I'm TV broke. I'm living pretty large to the fact where I can waste a 69 cent <laughs> no, roll of no, Scotty. But no, go ahead. Son, no, okay. son. Fucking, I'll whip out an old t-shirt that I don't care about that much <laughs> and fucking blow my nose in it until it's hard as a rock. Ew, yeah, you are a savage. Yeah. Fuck. And then they'll, I'll have this old wine chalice in my room that you like, you know, you pour like wine in to let breathe before you pour the wine. Mm -hmm. And I'll just piss in that thing until it's filled to the brim and then dump it out my window. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, neither of these things have to do with being sick or poor. It's well, just not, you're a fucking savage. Not the pissing thing. I'll pee in that thing all day because I don't feel like going to the bathroom. Now, look, I've been in your apartment before and your bathroom is literally like fucking three feet away from your from your bedroom. All you have to do is open your door and you're pretty much in your bathroom. I know, but I don't want to get out of bed. That's the whole thing. I'll fucking blow my nose in a T-shirt. I'll piss in a chalice. Fucking, I won't shower. Stop saying chalice to try to make it sound fancier <laughs> than it actually is. You're pissing in a in a bucket. <laughs> it's not a bucket. It's a wine holder. Yeah. Okay. Glass. Mm -hmm. All right. But you got to do the things you got to do when you're fucking under the weather. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not like a. Uh, I'm not like a. I don't like pissing in containers. I don't like it for some why? reason. I don't know why. I don't know. I like peeing in and for I don't like uh, <laughs> like when we used to be in the van and like with the band and we'd have to piss in in like fucking whatever we could, you know, Snapple bottles or whatever. That always bothered me. Uh, and well, I can't sit down and piss in the bottle. I have to stand up. Yeah, that's hard. Or get like a wide stance. Yeah, that's hard, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I can't do that either. Yeah. What? Remember when we went to that Beastie Boys show? I think it was Beastie Boys Rage Against the Machine, and someone just had a shitload of vodka, and I get I got really drunk to the point where I got lost and couldn't find anybody and mm -hmm. ended up like just standing in the rafters like i gave myself worse seats than we had <laughs> for the whole entire show because i got lost but i remember being that was so... the free mumia show right the what 
Remember that guy, Mumia, I'm going to say his last name was Abdul-Jabbar, but that's probably just really fucking naive of me. His, his name was Mumia something, and he uh, he was in jail for, for killing cops, I believe. But, but for some reason, all of the uh, music world just thought he was innocent and needed to be freed. So they threw that, that, it, that concert. It was Bad Religion. Uh, Beastie yeah. Boys and Rage Against the Machine, yeah, and yeah. all the proceeds went to getting that guy out of jail. Yeah, it was that show, and I got so fucking drunk, and I had to piss, and everyone's like, "Here, pee in this Gatorade bottle in the back of the van." And I'm in the back of the van, and I'm sitting, and I'm trying to piss, and everyone's like partying around the van, and I'm sitting trying, and like I cannot piss, like I was about to die, and I couldn't piss. I would have been better off just keeping my pants on, just pissing my pants. Well, you've always been pee shy, yeah, always, which is weird. Because because of the situation you got going on down there, <laughs> hey, that's why I think really yeah. What it's, it's like the other way. It's like it's like if somebody was too beautiful, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? If I had what you had, I would never wear pants. I would just show up places and be like, please, too be- beautiful. <laughs> I would just I would make people pay to watch me pay. <laughs> I don't know why I just can't pay. Like I found over the years many many ways to cure that. If anybody's listening that's pee shy, I got a list for you. Everyone knows number one, put your hand on the wall. That's like fucking common sense. That's standard position for me. Ever since I saw the Naked Gun film, let me just say <laughs> oh, something yeah, real yeah. quick. <laughs> I never thought that that was a possibility. Never even thought about it until you know the scene I'm talking about, yeah, where he yeah. makes the speech and then yeah, he yeah, tells his, mic, his, is his mic is still alive, yeah. and he goes back and he takes the piss, mm-hmm. and he's in the urinal and he's got his hand on the wall. And from that day, I was like, "Holy shit, you could do that!" And then never has stopped. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I'm at like a grimy ass place, like if I'm at City Field and I'm pissing in the urinal there, I'm probably not leaning up against the wall. But if it's a- at least a normal bathroom or above. Hand on the wall. Yeah. Right, and then there's the running the water, and everyone knows that one. But here's one Here's one that seems to work for but me. But when can you run the water in a public situation? Well, it, I'm pee shy in my own damn bathroom. What? By <laughs> yourself? There's like a picture on the wall, like looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Can I add one little asterisk to my hand on the wall thing? In your parents' house, it, it, the, the house that you used to live in, um, the upstairs bathroom, it, every time Wait, my house yeah your parents uh-huh. yeah the old your old house the house you grew up in yeah in your upstairs bathroom every time i w- took a piss in that bathroom uh especially if we're at your house partying and i was like drunk or something there was like these three square uh like i guess they're candle holders or whatever yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm talking about yeah, that yeah. are on there yeah. and every time i took a piss i knocked one down because <laughs> i did the lean <laughs> and i always forgot they were there so i'd always go in there i'd have to piss we'd be drinking and shit I'd be like ah and i'd lean and i would knock on those fuckers <laughs> on the floor every time okay go ahead and that was a tough bathroom and i was traumatized from that bathroom because when i was like six years old i was taking a dump and there was a doorway that went to the master bedroom from that bathroom and my brother and his bastard friends opened that door and threw twinkies at me and they're like want a twinkie fat boy while i was sitting sitting on the bowl so from then on i I had to lock the doors batten down the hatches every time but something that works for me when i'm pee shy is i'll slowly spell words Really? Yeah, and then the flow will just start flowing. That's weird. Even so, if you're in a public situation, if I start spelling, so wait, so you say that you're pee shy when you're by yourself because that's not pee shy. That's just maybe you should go to the doctor's and get looked at. (laughs) No, well, uh, what it is is uh, drugs make it hard for you to pee. Oh, okay. So like sometimes I'll even have to sit down. So you have like an elongated, (laughs) a large prostate already. I, if that's what that is, you're like uh, Jerry Stiller from Zoolander. Where he's like, "Come on, just one little, <laughs> yeah. one little push, just a little baby baby." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, the drugs make it hard for you to pee and poop. But uh, yeah, spelling things. Uh, sometimes sitting down works, you know. 
But yeah, but sitting hard. down like you're gonna take a dump, but but just peeing that way. Yeah, yeah. You have to tuck your dick. Yeah, down. Uh-huh. And like, if you like, I'll take a deep breath and then slowly exhale. Then the pee will just start flowing. <laughs> wow, a lot of the different for problems. for a 36 year old man, you got to do a lot of work to get some piss out. <laughs> I I feel, what's gonna happen when you're 70? I mean, if I'm dead cold sober, I'll just wake up and piss. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, it's usually when you're fucked up, it's hard to pee. But yeah, peeing in that bottle is great because you don't have to get out of bed. You just like lean over the bed, pee in the bottle, dump it out the window, back to bed. I can't do it. I'd rather get out of bed. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, there's just something about because you know what? My my OCD at that point then would be like I'd feel like I had to go wash my hands or something. You or, should see this thing. Or no, I don't <laughs> want to see it. It probably looks like the thing that you made when you wanted to <laughs> smell that smell. <laughs> that green weird paste <laughs> paint jar. <laughs> Uh yeah, I can't do that. Oh, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, just being sick is rough, man. Uh, I wait for it to be over. Yeah, none of this again has anything to do with being sick. You're just a savage <laughs> that pisses in shit, and and that's that's it. And also, let me let me uh, let me say for somebody who's so pee shy, air shrimps, um, I've never seen anybody else in my life pee on more things than people in public than you have. <laughs> So at a certain point, with enough alcohol, you're not be shy. You just fucking are pissing on everything. Well, maybe my dick feels like a celebrity and it needs to be, <laughs> it needs to like be in hiding because it's pissed on so much. <laughs> it's been a part of so much business. Uh, okay, fair enough. And I also... I'm sorry, were you gonna, were you, did you have one more tag on the dick thing? <laughs> no, I think that's it. Oh, I thought you said Man, and. I probably just thought of something else I peed on, but then I forgot. Uh, I know I, I have the full list of things you peed on. <laughs> <laughs> Ex-girlfriends uh plants um closets uh um many a carpet multiple carpets <laughs> plethoras of carpets uh your roommate's dirty laundry sack which is my favorite story of all time have we told that story on here probably yeah let me run through it real quick <laughs> the best part of it's the hand yes right <laughs> so uh and and if if we have told this forgive me um and I'm sure it was like episode three. So, if, <laughs> so forgive me, number one. And if you've been with us that long, congratulations. You get to hear the story again. One of my favorite stories of all time, Drunk RTG, who was a, uh, as uh, referred to before, a, a pretty avid pisser back in the day. Do you still do that? Well, you don't get crazy drunk. No, nah, I don't get drunk back then anymore. Um, but you would get blackout drunk and you would. I'm going through just to see what happens. You would piss on things. But you, we were all living in an, an apartment at college and you were roommates with our friend and, um, and uh, he he told this story. Uh, he's the one that told the story. So it, 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 so it's from his point of view. So basically, what happened is he was laying in his bed, and uh, it was late. He had class in the morning. You were out partying. I think we and you were both out partying that night. And uh, and we, we we as we used to do, we came home fucking at the crack of dawn like idiots and fucking all drunk and shit. And he's he was laying in bed. He heard you open the door into to your respective bedroom. And uh, he said that... Oh, I was just coming in for the night? Yeah, you were just coming <laughs> I in. I thought I got up in the middle of the night to pee. No, I'm pretty sure that you were just coming in. <laughs> I, I, that, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and, and Yeah, because he was sleeping. Like, he had already gone to sleep. Yeah. And um, he said that you, he heard you come in, and he was still keeping his eyes closed, like, you know, like hopefully he just goes in bed and passes out, and you know. 
and uh, all of a sudden he heard what he described as it sounded like somebody pouring a pitcher of water <laughs> into like into like you know something like into a bed or something like some sort of cloth you know so he had one of those gooseneck lamps on <laughs> on his um, the reader <laughs> yeah one of those yeah those things like you clipped to your your headboard of your bed it was literally clipped to the headboard of his bed I guess so he could read books at night or whatever <laughs> and um, he wanted he wanted to investigate on the lamp and then put the chicken light on and me. then spot lighted you and then what he saw into his horror was you pissing full force into his bag of dirty laundry that he was about to do the next day so all his clothes that was he needed to wash the next day you were you were treating as a urinal and the best part about that is he was he was like richie what the fuck are you doing and when he did that he took the light and he shined it on your dick and and so you being the great decision maker that you are what you did was instead of stopping pissing and being like, holy shit, man, I'm sorry you're snapping out of it or anything. What you did is you took your hand in kind of a flat, like you were going to give somebody a high five formation with your hands closed and slowly just put it over your penis to shit. So to hide your bare dick from him, but still continue to piss into his clothes. That's, that's why I love that story. He's like covered up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, there's so many of those. We, I think we ran through them before, but yeah, they're just hilarious. I know they're going to come up from time to time because they're some of my favorite stories. Yeah, I also, my friend, am still fucking sick, and I can't yeah. deal with it. Sucks. I, I, the last year and a half of my life, I, I'm eating healthy, working out every day, fucking riding my bikes for mad miles, meditating, doing all that shit, and I'm still doing most of that. But if I got sick once in that time. Uh, that I wasn't working and I was, you know, hitting everything heavy and everything. Now I've been working in the city for two months. I've already been sick for two consecutive times. So I've, I've basically, you know, once a month I've gotten sick, you know. I, and I, was, I mean, it's also the time of year. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I went through it last year. Yeah. I think it. I think it's. I think it's a. It's a number of things. It's. It's being back on the subways and shit. Which. Which, if you're not used to, because when I first moved up there and started working in the city back in 2009 or whatever it was. I was getting sick like crazy, yeah. and I think it's like you, you have to build that fucking immunity to like just you know being and you're like, around all those rats, yeah. like people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, rats. <laughs> people rats. And then I also think that it's just my immune system being broken down because I'm not getting in a lot of times I'm not getting the eight hours of sleep, and I've started eating a little bit shittier just because you know you have to fucking you only have 15 minutes to go throw something in your face, and you know all yeah. the shit that working for a living does to you, which is horrible. We're not made to be work. We're not made to work for a living. I know we're supposed to be hunters gatherers. And speaking of, last night I did something that that was uh, fascinating to me. I mean, I woke up this morning and I was fascinated at myself. What I did was I got home from work around 5.30 at night and I was exhausted. Uh, I, I was actually driving home and and falling asleep. It was the closest that I've ever come in the, what, almost 20 years that I've been driving that that I came to actually falling asleep. Like at a certain point... I, I, I like, you know, sometimes you'll open your eyes real big, you know, like when you're trying to like keep yourself awake or whatever. Like I opened my eyes real big and realized that I probably was sleeping for a good couple seconds. That's great. Like, like my, you know, my body was putting me to sleep. The reason why is because I'm sick as fuck. And then the, the night before that, I got, for whatever reason, I got basically zero hours of sleep. I think I fell asleep around midnight, woke up around one and fell asleep around four and woke up around four thirty, and then just woke up with my alarm. I just was one of those nights where I'm tossing and turning sick as shit, worked for fucking 10 hours or whatever it was, nine hours, drove home, almost died by falling asleep on the drive home, 
None of this is the amazing part. The amazing part is I came home, went to, went in my bed and and closed my eyes to take what and normally what I'll do after I get out of work is take a nice little power nap for myself. I'm a big nap fan. So normally I'll take a nice 20 minutes uh, 20 30 minute power nap and I get up that gives me a little bit more energy. I get you know do my night whatever I want to do the podcast songs whatever. And uh and so at 5:30 I laid down to do that thing and then I woke up with my alarm at 6 o'clock this morning. So I fucking slept for 12 and a half hours. No anything. Just just went to sleep and woke up 12 and a half hours later. Didn't there was no television on. There was no it like my light was still on in my bedroom. But I was still wearing my jeans and and like shirt like that I passed out in. Like so you just got went back to work. You just get well yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I took a shower and shit, but literally just my body said nope, dude. You're lucky that you even got home alive. And we're shutting off for twelve and a half hours. And the reason I was so fat and I and when my alarm went off. I wasn't even pissed. Like, you know how, when you're, especially if your alarm goes off at 6 in the morning, no matter how much sleep you get, you're like, motherfucker, yeah. you know? But when my alarm went off this morning, I was like, holy shit. Like, that really just happened? I was kind of proud of it. And I realized that I don't think I've ever done that sans, you know, intoxication. Like, there's definitely been times where I've been hung over and slept for 12 and a half hours or, you know, and shit like that. But just sober, straight up, fucking... Phew, man. Yeah, that's what I like because like I go to bed, it's dark out, and I wake up and it's dark out because it's dark at like four thirty now. Yeah, right. So well. I never see sunlight, so it's like dark, dark, dark. But yeah, <clears throat> the fascinating part to me about that story <clears throat> was the sleeping while driving because I used to do that shit all the time. I used to work for this guy down in Jackson, and you know I used to commute there, and it's like the shop used to be like the last left right before Great Adventure. Okay. <clears throat> so what is that? Five thirty-seven, seventy-nine turns into five thirty-seven. Whatever that. that big I have straight, no idea. Man. That big straightaway to Great Adventure. Keep it's, in mind, a lot of people from not from New Jersey listen to this show. Yeah. So, so it's a big, a big straight line to Great Adventure. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the Great Adventure theme park, Six Flags, Six Flags at, as yeah. it's known all over the country, it resides in Jackson, New Jersey. And, and that's where it's a big, it's a big wooded area that's probably about a good hour south of where we are now. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, I'd have to get up early to get there. So I'd be tired all the time at work, exhausted. So I don't think I was going to work. So I, I was in the work truck. So I think it was the end of the day and I'm driving back to the shop. I was going to say you're going to play some sweet paintball. Th- <laughs> so thank God for fucking GPS because I knew it was the left before Great Adventure. Wait, but GPS? I, yeah, Richard Giordano? Yeah. Well, it wasn't mine. Using computers? <laughs> it was in the work truck. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't all right. Know. Man, I was almost floored. <laughs> so I'm driving back to the shop, and I must have fell asleep at some point <laughs> that I don't remember. And I think my body knew to make a left. So what? I made a random <laughs> a left, and I, I guess when I came to, I was somewhere where I didn't know. And when I you know, typed it back in the GPS, it took me back, and then I busted a left back onto the main road and went back. So I fell asleep while driving. I don't remember any of this. Fell asleep while driving, knew to make a random left, so I just busted a random left. But it wasn't the right one. It was a couple lefts before my left. <laughs> and was sleeping the whole time. Did you maybe you like fell asleep on the wheel and then just like fell over and <laughs> and, and fucking left it? Was this a sober sleep or was this? Did you not out? No, oh, sober. Okay, okay. I was the end of the work day because because so you exhausted. have a certain um, history with work trucks. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just wondering. No, it was the end of the day and I was just fucking exhausted. 
But I, I don't, like, I knew I was, like, falling asleep, but I thought I could, you know, I was only about 15 minutes away from the shop, so I was like, I'll definitely make it, yeah. you know, I'll get back to the shop, you know? But I definitely felt totally asleep at some point. And, but I, I must have, you know, because I was still, I didn't crash, and I was still in my lane, I didn't get pulled over, and when I woke up, I was just, like, driving <laughs> fine. <laughs> but I knew I had to turn around, because I didn't know where the fuck I was. So when I turned around and went back in the right direction, it took me back up. I had to turn around, back up to the main drag, and then bust to the left, which told me that I made a left. My wow. body knew to make a left, but I was a couple lefts away from my real left. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's pretty fascinating. I know. I was there how last the, night. How does the body know? I didn't make any uh, cha- turns or lane changes, but I was coming down the parkway over the, uh, what's the name of that bridge? Driscoll Bridge? The Driscoll Bridge, yeah. Yeah, I was coming over the Driscoll Bridge, and it literally was, I was slapping myself in the face, because it was one of those things where I, I couldn't control it anymore. Like, my, my body- Did you have the windows down all the way? Yeah, well, I- I, <laughs> I know that's your thing. I turned, I turned the air conditioning up and blasted it in my face, even though it was already cold. I slapped myself in the face. I didn't have any. The only thing I had was like a lukewarm bottle of water. So I was like chugging water. I was doing everything. I, it was it was actually li- a little scary because it w- it was like I felt that my my body was shutting down. Like you're going to sleep, and 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 obviously that's what was happening because the second I walked through the door, I slept for twelve and a half hours. So you should have smelled some coke. Well, I, you know. <laughs> Smell some coke, you get on fire. You know what? That's a good idea, Rich. I'm going to go buy some illegal narcotics and keep them in my work van so that... Uh, in case you fall asleep some, while you're Yeah, so when I'm driving, I can fucking sniff some. I wonder and what then the have a heart attack say, like, because the... If they pull you over and you're like, man, I was falling asleep while I'm driving, so I smelled some coke. And they're like, oh, good idea. <laughs> well, isn't that what... Well, no, that's more like uh, meth and speed. I was going to say, isn't that what truck drivers do all the time? Yeah, speed. They're smelling all sorts of shit to stay at. I think they take like the barbiturate style speed, like those fucking like... Uh, like those black beauties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> White Cadillacs. Yellow jackets. Yeah, yellow jackets. <laughs> <laughs> black beauties. That's fucking funny. That is fucked up. All right. Well, yeah. what what do you have? So, you know, how, you know, we always talk about, like, <laughs> it's one of our famous things about how TV makes us either hopeful of our lives or disappointed in our lives. Sure. So, I was watching TV, and it's a very popular show, and I found one that does both in one package. Oh, okay. Which makes me hopeful of life and at the same time feel like I've ruined life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Can you guess what it is? Is it it's a television it's a, show that's on po- now? It's it's television show that's on now. It's very popular. It's a comedy and we both enjoy it and a lot of people enjoy it, but it's a comedy. It's on TV and it makes you both hopeful and disappointed in your life at the same time. Wow. It's a comedy that's on now? Is it a sitcom? Yeah. And it's on currently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it not, not, I mean, right now you can catch reruns. Yeah, it's, it's in between seasons. Yeah. And we both like it. Yeah. I don't know if a comedy that I, that's on currently that I like. Um, Silicon it's, it's, Valley? It's not on like two, four, five, seven. It's on cable. It's on cable. Not HBO either. Is it a cartoon? No. Huh. No, it's people. Do I have any more questions that can make me get this obviously easy thing that I can't fucking think about? Uh, I give up. Tell me. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. All right. I haven't. I. I. I that's not something I like watch currently. So I. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just happened to watch it the other day, and I was like, oh man, I forgot. Because you know, 
they're maybe a little bit older than us, but they're around our age. So it's like, man, they own a bar. They get to work at a bar and like they have, you know, it's their life and shit. And they're always, you know, their life ain't that bad. And then at the same time, it's like, you know, then, you know, you think that, you know, it's still hopeful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, can, I can make it there. I can do those things. But at the same time, it's like, fuck, they already own a bar. They're fucking <laughs> living this life and they're fucking my age. And I don't have time to own no bar. You know what I mean? I actually, honestly, dude, I think they're younger than us. No, nah, they're older than us. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. I'm pretty sure. That uh, that uh, Mac is younger than us, like in no, real life. No way. Uh, I don't know. Nah, they're older. How much? How, they're in their forties. I was gonna say, how much money do you want to put on the situation? But <laughs> do you don't have any fucking money. I put two guilders on it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, they're definitely older. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, at the same time, I fucking feel disappointed and hopeful at the same time. Well, number one, they're supposed to be scumbags. Yeah. So, so that's where the hopeful part comes in, uh, <laughs> because uh, because the way that we've discussed it before, and and I concur with, is like when you when somebody when somebody's like your age on a show or something, and they're a bigger piece of shit than you are, that yeah. makes you feel good, right? Um, all right, fair enough. Keep talking about your shit. I'm looking this up because I want to um, fucking <laughs> so. I, I, would, I was always be on the fence about that show. I was like, man, it's a funny show. Eh, it's not that funny, man. It's funny, not that funny. I saw an episode the other day that just convinced me that they are the funniest people that have ever existed. Um, ah, you're right. He's 39, but he's right there. He's yeah, right, right there. there. Um, it's one of those shows, yeah, where you don't, you can't decide whether it's funny or not. It gets old to you. It, well, the first, you're... the first three seasons of that show was fucking amazing. Yeah. The third season of that show is, could be, the fun, besides maybe some of the rest of de- like rest of development seasons, the funniest full season of a show ever made. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching that over and over and over again. When it gets down to the line in the last couple seasons, it gets really fucking funny. Yeah. So this is one episode. You know the uh, season where Mac gets fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Dennis always thinks he's like the perfect example of man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go to the the doctor to see how healthy they really are. You know, and Mac finds out he has diabetes, and and Dennis is like. To, on the verge of death but he thinks he's fucking healthy he has like anorexia he has like vitamin deficiency and shit uh-huh. so uh, dennis is like um he's like i keep myself in tip-top shape he's like right now you don't realize it but i'm doing these uh, leg lifts that are invisible to the human eye they're called hummingbirds <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor tells him how sick he is and he starts yelling at mac and he faints and shit and mac is like are you okay he's like i think i did too many hummingbirds today. <laughs> So you, so that's it. The hummingbird bit made it the funniest the show in the world to yeah. you. I think I did too many hummingbirds. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you floored by a, a single fucking one line joke in a, in a sitcom. Before. Oh, so funny! That show the, when that show when that show hits, it hits fucking hard. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. And and uh, and yeah, I, I I don't. There's no reason I don't watch it anymore. I should probably just go back and watch them all, but I just like kind of stop. But yeah. yeah, that third that third season with the um, the Nightman Dayman like that that whole thing that, that was, was the third season. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I can't pinpoint the season. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I remember the early ones killing me. Yeah, I just there was just per like a perfect fucking season of, of television. Like, what's the one where uh, <laughs> where um, Frank wants to marry a prostitute? <laughs> I don't know. That one killed me. Where she's like, D wants to be friends with her because she gets what she wants. She's a prostitute. And she goes to that store where it's like real expensive and she puts on this jacket. She's like, man, this jacket's tight like dick skin. (laughs) (laughs) 
My favorite line of "It's Always Sunny." I don't know what what season it was. It might be one of the 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 newer ones or something. But they're just talking about like death and like burying or whatever. And uh, and Dee's like, Frank, what do you want to do when you die? And he's like, Deandra, when I die, just throw me in the fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. And and that it, it's not even that funny as it is fucking true. Like yeah. I, I agree with him. Like I yeah, know. don't spend money on this big fucking thing or whatever. Just throw me in the fucking garbage. I know. Throw, or like six feet under style, dig a fucking hole in the woods. Throw me in the hole in the woods. And if, if you want to, if you want to put like a little stick there, so you can remember, that's cool. But we were talking about that once. How like you're dead, you're nothing, but people are like, "This is my yeah, right, my right. house, yeah. <laughs> my land." <laughs> I still give you, cre- I give you credit all the time for that. When, <laughs> the when this comes, yeah, when this comes up, because I never ever thought about it that way. And you said that on this podcast, and that's literally that's specifically what you said. You said uh, you're like, it's weird that. Uh, people die and they're not there anymore. They they literally do not exist, but they're still like, this is my little land. Yeah. And and when I thought my about is good. <laughs> when I thought about it that way, I was like, that's fucking true. Like you're you're now consuming. You're still holding on to a piece of the earth that's already overpopulated, and no one could do anything else <laughs> with that area. Yeah, it's and, your area. and you're gone. You don't exist. You're not there. It doesn't you know? It's it's a very weird. Like, thing. Sometimes people own more when they're dead than when they're alive. Like when I die, if someone actually gives me a plot and buries me there, that'll be the most shit I've ever owned. Oh, nobody's doing that for you, though. My <laughs> I know. Do you know how much money that costs? I'm gonna just gonna be one of those like squares in, in the ground that weeds grow over. <laughs> those yeah. little, it's just a square. <laughs> it's not even a headstone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll like cut off one of your hands or something, and I'll put it in one of those um, valve boxes that you used to put in the ground for sprinklers, like those <laughs> those little green those things green that are people's yard in people's yard. It's gonna be in a random yard. I'm not gonna lie. There's I don't <laughs> just, just that with the first one I see though, I'll throw it in there for. Put it in one that I built, <laughs> and so I'll just there. I'll just scratch with a pocket knife RTG on the side of it. <laughs> I'm working forever. Um, but isn't that sad that that uh, that's like. That's something that's a real deal in America. I'm sure everywhere, but 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 in the United States, is that there's a lot of people out there that are worried about how they would pay for a family member's burial and funeral if they died. Yeah, like that that becomes a burden to some people. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I think the whole thing, if, if all together, is like ten grand. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that can't afford ten thousand dollars, or specifically like. Or there's a lot of people out there that ten thousand dollars would set them back very far if they had to put that out of out of nowhere, you know. And like obviously there's life insurance and shit like that for those reasons, but a lot of people can't afford to do that shit, mm-hmm. you know. And also a headstone, you know, it's a way to respect the person you love and that died. But you know what? To tell you the truth, it's really for the for the people that are grieving because it's a place to go where you still feel like you can be in touch and speak to and right. you know visit the person who died you right. know and then if you don't like i know for me personally like i used to go to my mom's grave every day now if i don't go for like a month or two i feel guilty <laughs> it's like why should i feel guilty that i'm visiting not visiting my mom's rock yeah. where she's not even there you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i could do that at home i could talk to my mom at home i could talk to my mom while i'm on the bus while i'm fucking you know what i mean anywhere why do I have to go to this rock where her name's engraved? I could just take a piece of paper, write her name down, and talk to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's no difference. I, you, know? I, you know, I never got that either. I, I don't really have. I mean, I have grandparents that died, um, but their 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 you know tombstones are in, in Philadelphia and stuff like not places that I go to very often. But like, uh, even though then, even when I've been to those places, like. 
I I don't feel the connection of I I I I I don't know if this makes me bad or whatever, but like if I'm at somebody I know's gravesite, I don't feel like I'm there with them or it's anything. I literally feel like I'm staring at a stone in grass. Really? Like I don't it doesn't give me that connection, you know. I mean, when my you know, my mom first died for a while there when I'd go to her grave, I would totally feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure and 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 I'm sure you're right. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. Yeah, but I've also knock on wood not had somebody that close to you know that situation, so I don't know. You know, it might just be one of those things where you're so stricken with grief, it's just a little bit of relief, and that that I could totally understand. Right, that's what I mean by like it's more for the grieving family than it is for the actual debt. Right, you know, because it is a respect thing. I guess it is you know giving them something where people can remember them by, but that's not what people remember you by. You know what I mean? It's not your, your grave. You know what I mean? It's all the things you did while you were alive. Right. So that's why it, I, I'm saying you could think of them anywhere at any time. You don't have to go to their plot because in all actuality, the plot's almost more depressing. I don't want to go to the place where I watched them lower my mom's casket into six feet into the dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a fucking way more depressing than it is anything else, yeah. you know? And I was there for that and that shit was traumatizing. I don't really remember. Yeah, I know you don't, but that's I do. A, that's the day I was introduced to Xanax. Oh, great. Yeah. So that's what fucking started the whole downward spiral? <laughs> what did you think started the downward spiral? Yeah, right. Well, uh, but but uh, yeah, I, I, re- I mean, not to bring up bad memories or whatever, but but like, like uh, you know, well, because I, I guess like if I could speak to it, you know, for the people at home, your mother, you, your mother died at an early age. Right. How old is she? 49. Yeah. She didn't even make it to 50, unfortunately. Right. I'm almost 49. And uh <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess technically in the long term of things, you're most worried. Like, I'm almost at the point where I've lived just as long with my mom as without her. It's really? Very close. Very close. It's getting close. Right. You know? Well, no, that can't be true. You she, you were like 23 when she died. 22? No, just turned 22. 22. Just turned 22. So, so like, you still have another eight years. You got to be 44. Right. Yeah, no, I get it's it. It's like nothing. But uh, but yeah, so it was it was a tough time for it for everybody. You you and your brothers, obviously, uh, for everybody around you guys. Um, I remember it being tough for me. One because I liked your mom and I grew up with her, and and you in your family, I was always close to your family, so I felt it in that way as well. But um, two, you were like the first friend of mine that I had that like a parent died. Really, you know that, I, and it was kind of one of those things where I was like, whoa, this happens. Like, wait. This yeah, could happen yeah. uh-huh. in our early twenties. This could happen. It was that kind of thing, but the I so I remember you know it, it obviously the day of your mom's funeral was not a fun day, but um, but uh, you know I remember them they were lowering her into the ground and your grandmother lost her mind. Yeah, and jumped on top of the casket yeah, and yeah, started yeah. screaming her name and shit. Yeah. And like I remember being like, holy shit! Like it was as heavy as heaviness could possibly get. Like it, it was a real deal life heaviness that, yeah. that that I think about all the time. To be honest with you, I think about it constantly. Like if there's a scene in the movie where they're lowering a casket into the thing, I think about your grandmother freaking the fuck out, and yeah. it freaks me out. But but you know, I feel for her. Like you know, you're great. She you, lost it after that. She was fucking. Yeah, but I mean, nobody should see their 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 daughter, their kid be. You know, I I totally understand it. You know, plus your you know parent your grandparents have the old school Italian thing going. Exactly, so that, that was part of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but uh, but yeah, man, fucking, I remember that being like crazy traumatizing, crazy mm. traumatizing. Not to not to uh, to bring down the house yeah. or anything. No, else. no, it is you know for anybody. And like as the years went on, and I noticed more and more people losing their parents, I'd be like, oh man, that sucks to be them. You yeah, and know? know what they're going through. Like, 
I just feel so bad for them. You know what I mean? Because it's not a one, two, three thing at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years and years of just not just everything being different, but you feeling different and you changing. And it's like, oh, man, that sucks, you know? Right. I mean, there are some things that come out of it. Like, you know, everybody should have to learn how to live their life without their parents. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it's going to happen. Yeah. But then, you know, there's so many times where I would hear about people like, you know, doing this with their parents or that with their parents or just any little thing like that where I'd be like, fuck, you know, it sucks. Well, you know, you can look at it in two ways, though. Um, And and, and one of those ways is that there's a lot of people out there that wish that their parents were dead. You know, there's a lot of people out there that were abused or fucking um, or just straight up just, you know, just don't get along with their parents or whatever it may be. Or like, you know, people, (coughs) people that were gay and their parents disowned them or mm. you know there's so many s- different stories out there of people that just fucking straight up hate their parents right. well, you know people that have shitty people as parents you know? right but at least you got 22 years of hanging out with your mom and fucking right. you know oh, that yeah kind of i shit. think about that all the time you know yeah. and, and i guess that's really a metaphor for life is you kind of got to just be happy with what you got yeah and happy that you got that at all because there's you know you, you know how many fucking infants are born and then die the next day or how many yeah. people like fucking born without parents at all never know their parents you exactly, know or, yeah. or you know like shit like that so <coughs> if you look at it that way but also like those, sorry to die into the mic those people without parents they, they don't they don't know what they're losing so it's like oh shit you look at it that way but yeah. is it better to is it better to know to have and to lost and to have never had right exactly is it it's yeah toughy. It, it's toughy. I, I well i know that's the whole situation and that's i mean and i think about that all the time um with all different situations, you know, like, like if you go through a really uh, traumatizing breakup with somebody that you're, that you're like really in love with, you know, that question's going to come up where you're like, would my life be better if I never met him or her at all? Oh, that answer is yes. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Because I always think about, man, if I never got into chicks, I'd be rich right now. <laughs> <laughs> that really wasn't where I was going with that. <laughs> That's but... what I think about every day. Yeah. Like if it wasn't, if it wasn't for girls entering my life, I would be a fucking millionaire. Do you honestly right now think that girls are the reason that you don't have any money? Yes. Or is it something else that you spend every single cent that you have on? Well, <clears throat> it's girls because <laughs> I was a fucking genius. To do the laundry. Until I started spending my time with girls. Then I stopped caring about school and shit like that. And all I cared about was just getting pussy. You know what I mean? So if I didn't care about that and all I cared and I just spent all my time on school, I'd be a genius. I would have went to Harvard. I'd be a millionaire. And then when I was in my like 30s and 40s, then I could worry about getting laid. Not 17 fucking worrying about every stitch of pussy in the world. Now... No, okay, but um, I'll fucking microwave a Cheerio and fuck it. I understand, or, or, or a bagel, not Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit, edit. Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe you should be pee shy. Cheerio, fuck a motherfucker. Um, rewind, rewind. <laughs> no, that's staying in. That should have staying in the day that RTG oh, fucking man. admitted that he fucks Cheerios. Um, but uh, uh, what you get too beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, a lot, a lot of psychologists out there would totally disagree. I think they agree and tell you that, and tell you that the reason that people are millionaires, the reason that men become millionaires and acquire wealth and power and everything, is specifically 
to get laid. Yeah, the people that couldn't get laid when they weren't millionaires. Actually, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Because my whole theory growing up was, man, if I could be this poor and this piece of shit and still get laid all the time, why should I ever succeed? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. It, it, it is true. That is well, definitely well, what true. What am I shooting for here? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> house? It, it does. I'm going to get laid in the corner box and it, it does. It does give you a sense of kind of like... Uh, uh, like because you know I, I'm not gonna sit here and act like oh man like I was I'm a lady killer or anything like that but I but I've also never really had any problems finding a a, a, a partner in my life it's yeah. just it just it's always been there so what's the goal and it's and and you're right it does give you kind of a sense of complacency yeah where you're kind of just like all right well this is going well you know what I mean like <laughs> and, and like other things could suck and you're like mm, at least I'm gonna have sex tonight <laughs> you know like it's really it's I, I understand what you're saying. And that's fucked up because, but you know what though sets you back. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but I, I was trying to think of times in my life where I've had like a air shrimp's dry spell, and honestly, these this last year, I would probably say has been the driest of my whole life. And look, you got a great job. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, but uh, I'm just trying to think. But if I've had any extra motivation because of that, but honestly, with myself right now, um, fucking, I hope this isn't cutting out. This shit's acting weird again. Honestly, with myself right now, I've actually just been. I've, you know, what I should say about this last year of my life, Uh, and it's not that I haven't met some nice ladies and, and had some fun, but I just haven't been pursuing anything. And I think this has been like my year of uh, asexuality. Like, I, I really honestly don't... Honestly... What does that mean? Like, like you don't know what asexual means? It means no sex. It just means not... Like, like you're not... Uh, heterosexual or, or or homosexual or anything you're just you just don't care about sex you're just not out there looking for sex it doesn't drive you in any way and that's kind of the way i've been for like the last year when i first got out of my relationship uh almost two years ago it was like full speed as most fucking asshole insecure guys are they're just like i'm gonna fuck everything that walks you know <laughs> what i mean like fuck, you know whatever but then once i got that out of my system and kind of and kind of like it settled into my singleness and decided that i was going to be single I've I've literally like gotten to the point where I'm kind of just like nah, they're they're like I'm number one I'm not going to do any work. Like I went to a show, um, I went to a show a few weeks ago, and there was this girl there who uh, who I met and she was great. She was a redhead number one, which is like you know like I I enjoy putting those on my list. (laughs) Not to sound you know, but uh, and she was cute. And uh, she came up to me and she's like, do you have a girlfriend? I was like, no. And then we started dancing and it was like totally on. And uh, and I felt myself like backing out of it. I was kind of just like, nah. Like, I guess if that girl grabbed me by her hand. And- you forgot to put on the cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if that girl grabbed me by her hand and was like, we're going, we're going here, I, I wouldn't have said no. You know, but at the same time, I did not put any effort into it. You and, were just being lazy, and even no, and <laughs> even at the end of the night, um, her friend uh, said to me, she was like, "You know, she's single, right? You know, and she's like into you." And I and I think I said something like, "Yeah, you could, you, you know, you could give her my number if you want, you know, like that kind of deal." And then went home and didn't worry about it, didn't think about it or anything. And then a few days later, I and even, then checked out the yawn mowers on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah but but uh, i thought about it a few days later and i was like why why did i not 
do that? Like, why, why did I not pursue that whatsoever? And I think it's because I'm, I have this little asexuality going on with me right now. It's just there. It's hey, just I out there. I, and, uh, I don't know when it's going to come back. Maybe my libido's low. I don't know what the fuck the deal is, but. Well, that's another thing. Sometimes work makes you fucking just say fuck everything else. Like, I'm beat. You yeah. Know? No, I hear you. But I, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of work, you know, or what. what I don't know. No, nah, yeah, sorry. there's no excuse for it. It's, it's just something I'm going through, and it's fine with me, too. You, you know? save like, money that way. I don't need to fucking, you know, like, my days of proving myself is fucking over with. I well, don't need to. I just mean, like, you know, like, especially if you work a long, hard day, kind of want to just come home to have a chick to chill with. You know what I mean? That is nice. I, I could say. As long as she shuts the fuck up. I've, <laughs> I've really, really really enjoyed being a single human being for the last two years right i i really have it's 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 been an enlightening time in my life um but i think most of that is because what what i chose to do at the time as far as working on myself starting this traveling like doing all that stuff like i really got a lot of shit done um maybe it wouldn't have been that way if i just sat around playing video games and drinking and fucking smoking weed and shit but 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 um i do I do not miss being in a relationship, but I do sometimes give, have that like loneliness where I'm just like, eh, it would be not, like I'm watching a movie and I'm like, eh, it'd be nice to fucking have somebody to watch this movie yeah, with yeah, or something yeah. like that, you know. Definitely. But but it's not it's not at the point where I'm like, I need to go find somebody to watch this movie with because 95 percent of the time I want to be single and by myself, mm-hmm. you know, five percent yeah. of the time I'm just like, yeah, because it's nice to have that person to chill with. But then if you have a girlfriend, then there's all that extra shit. That's yeah right. Shit, you know, and I'll tell you what, my friend. Um, the 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 time of year that I am the happiest to be single is this time of year. Is this time of year? Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I, I you know, for people who don't know me, they might be thinking that I'm sitting here trying to justify being like I'm one of those dudes of like I love being single, and you're just like you're right, dude. You just can't get laid. That's not the truth. I mean, I've had I've literally had girlfriends my whole life. Like, and I'm not saying that's a good thing either, but just for one reason or another, I a long-term relationship into long-term relationship into long-term relationship into long-term relationship with little things sprinkled in between has been my whole fucking life. To the point where one of my ex-girlfriends at one point even said to me, like, you should be single for a, for a little bit. Like, you should just be single and see how it works. And it's probably my insecurity where I'm just like, you know, again, like I said, you know, you get out of one relationship and you want to prove yourself. So you just grab the next thing that comes along and it's like like the caveman and you was like, you know, beating him over the head and being like, you're my, you know, and, and they never end up working out because you're just, you're just filling some void. You're not like trying to find the right person. You're just filling this. I don't want to, I don't want to show up to a party single. I don't want the world to know that I'm by myself. So even if wow, those are the best places to show up single. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you like, you feel like you're less of a man if you don't have somebody next to you, you know, that kind of deal. Mm. I don't know. Do you don't, you don't feel that way? Nah, I've never gotten that. Really? Yeah. I have. Um, the, I still I, feel that. Like I, the, like I, the, I hang out with um, mostly couples, obviously, because the age we're at, and uh, and so most of the time I'm the fifth or seventh or fucking ninth wheel. Everybody's there with their wives or their girlfriends, and and it, it, I do kind of feel that way sometimes. Where I'm just like, eh, I guess I should, you know, I feel more like a regular human being if I had somebody here with me. But then I'm like, when I get home and I'm by myself, I'm like, sweet, I don't have anybody here with me, you know. I was just thinking the best time of year to actually get a girlfriend would be 
like December 27th or 28th <laughs> because you don't got to spend Christmas with them, but then you have someone to watch the Twilight Zone with. Ah, uh, New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch the Twilight Zone with somebody. Uh, yeah, that's true. And it sucks. In the past year, I mean, I've been watching them, but my girlfriend now hates the Twilight Zone. She thinks they're so boring. She was kind of getting into it a little bit when I, for- at first she was like, these are fucking boring. Now she's kind of getting into it a little bit, but it's like, pfft. I'm watching Twilight Zone no matter what. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. How many times did you have to watch some fucking, like, two hours of some rom-com with uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey and no, whatever? She, she don't watch rom-com. She's into, like, fucking, like, like uh, futuristic, like, fantasy, like, sci-fi shit. That, oh, I like that shit. Oh, it kills me. It's so, like, what's that movie? Like, Divergence and Insurgents and all those oh, stupid... Oh, well, those are children's films, aren't they? I don't know. It's like, you know, guns that shoot lasers and people living on fucking spaceships. Oh, that's Star Wars. And yeah, shit. that is pretty silly. Oh, God. I, I just can't stand that shit. People are now ramping up again for the n- next Star Wars that are coming is coming out. Like, uh, the, the fever is starting to pitch a little bit for the next Star Wars. Didn't one just come out? Yeah, last... Harrison Ford and la- Chewie? Last... Last winter, they're going to come out every holiday season for the for pretty much the rest of our lives. Oh, now that Disney God. owns them, and 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 the last one that came out, I was like kind of I was kind of held off against it. I'm like, ah, whatever. Like I'm sure I'll see when it comes out on on you know for rent or whatever. But I'm not going. You know, even though I enjoyed Star Wars when I was a kid, but then friends of mine had an extra ticket, and I was like, fuck it, I'll go. And I watched it, and I wasn't blown away by it, but I also didn't hate it. It was just kind of there, and it kind of existed. But now the it, the second one is coming out, and it's I think it's even a offshoot. Like it's not Star, Wars, it's not Episode whatever. It's gonna Episode fucking I don't even know what it is. It's like one, Star two, three, Wars, four, five, six. Welcome yeah, to the stars. It's not Episode <laughs> eight. It's like a side thing, like yeah. it, like another story, or whatever. But like slowly but surely, people are starting to put more articles about it on on the on the on Facebook and all that shit. Yeah. People are starting to talk about it, and I'm like. Man, I don't know if I could deal with another season of fucking Star Wars, Star Wars, stars in my face. Like, it's going to get to the point sooner or later, like, on Christmas, we're just going to be saying Happy Star Wars to everybody. <laughs> like, 20 years Probably. from now, when we're on Star Wars fucking 17 or whatever the fuck it is, or 27 or whatever, we're just going to be like, Happy Star Wars. There's going to be a war against Star Wars. People are going to be mad that Starbucks isn't putting Star Wars on their cups. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Star Wars. So gay. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the people that like Star Wars just because there is Facebook. Well, oh, right. Like, if well, there was no Facebook, half the Star Wars fans wouldn't even like Star Wars. I think about that all the time. Like, dude. people just want to hold, want to dress up like Obi-Wan. I want, <laughs> I, I honestly would, and it's with everything that's like, that's huge, you know, like through the roof huge. Because things that are so big like that, I, I, I feel that way all the time. I'm like, a lot of these people probably don't even like it this yeah. much. They're just following suit. It's just jumping on the bandwagon. Like, everybody loves it. Well, I fucking love it. Yeah. I'm the biggest fan. Yeah. And, and I wonder how many times somebody would like, if you were to really examine yourself, you really sit down and be like, do I really like this space soap opera? Would you sit there and, and answer yes or, or or no? Like how being honest with yourself and I, Star Wars aside, anything. And some people would like just the lie fucking themselves. like the Eagles. Let's take the Eagles for example. Like the football team? No, the oh. uh, the the oh Southern, the band? The, yeah, the rock group. Yeah, like yeah. like how many? You know, okay. Like I get it. There's some songs. There's some catchiness there, but they're such a huge fucking band. How many people really like the Eagles? Like, if you like the Eagles, sit down and think to yourself one day. <laughs> Next time you're listening to Peaceful Easy Feeling, sit there and be like. 
do I really like this song or do I like this song because everybody else in the world likes it? And yeah, he, and like every, Freebird. Yeah, right, right, right. Like Leonard, Leonard Skinner has... Well, Skinner's bit, actually a good band. They're now. a great band. I was about to say, they have so, so many songs that bury that song in the dirt. Oh, yeah, for but sure. But people think that's their best song because why? Because it gets played on 104.3 or because... You know, you look like a fan if you like that song. Right. That's their worst song. Right. You know? Oh, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure they know it. But I think, yeah, I think that's just because it's, yeah, again, like screaming it out at concerts and all that stuff. It's just in the zeitgeist. It's in the world and people just pick up on it and it's yeah. just free burn, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like, let's say The Doors. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really like the Doors? Because listen I like to Ray. Him. The answer is no. <laughs> Ray should have went solo years ago. He should have never picked up those monkeys. <laughs> it should have been called Ray and his Doors. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Ray's Doors. <laughs> and the first thing that Ray should have done is open one of those doors and kick Jim Morrison the fuck through it. He wanted. He hated Jim. I think out of all, how could I, you not? I think like the guitar player kissed his ass, and I think Ray just hated him. Yeah, good. I'm on Ray. Side, then. Oh, everyone's on Ray's side. Well, anyone that knows anything's on Ray's side. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I can't believe Ray's dead. I can't. I, I know. thought that man would live forever. I know. Ray's I- serum. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll never get the doors. I'll never get them. I'll just yeah. never get them. Yeah, that shit's weird. <laughs> you ever have like somebody, somebody will, uh, will, and it was somebody will like tell you that uh that like something means and it's somebody normally you would respect like somebody that you would talk about art or music or movies with and they'll like tell you like i love this fucking movie or i love this song or i love this band so much they mean so much to me and you just listen to it and you're just like what the fuck like this doesn't mean (laughs) anything that's the way the doors have been my whole life to me so many people have mostly women have tried to get me into the doors and oh listen he's so deep and he's so blah and i'll listen to it now the the music granted is there sometimes again with with Ray and 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 the, the band yeah. was pretty solid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But to act like Jim Morrison was a fucking poet to me does just doesn't make any sense. It's, just, it's obviously just a dude spouting bullshit. Yeah. When There's I think nothing Morrison, behind it. You know that old cartoon of like the the cat that's drunk and drinking and sitting on the fence and is about to fall over? That's yeah. Jim Morrison. <laughs> it really is. Like there's so many songs where you can actually or, like you can hear how drunk he is it sounds like a hobo right. he is a hobo <laughs> right and i and i enjoy poetry i i you know i am not i'm so it's it's not like i'm i'm not open to it it's not like it's in my not in my wheelhouse but i it, i just see through jim morrison now whether i'm right or i'm wrong I'm, i might be wrong i think i brought this up on the podcast before and i got emails like you're fucking crazy of course and and he what, is the lizard yeah uh <laughs> but I just feel like I see through the motherfucker. I feel like he was a fake. I feel like all that shit was just bullshit. It wasn't coming from any real place. It was just let me be in a fucking rock band and get laid and 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 whatever. And and somehow people just latched onto him like he was this deep individual. Well, it's the same as any hippie that takes drugs. Like every hippie that takes drugs thinks they're poets. They think they can uh, read your fortune. They think they know what their dreams mean. Like it's just yeah. that hippie <laughs> mentality. You know what I mean? They think they're so in tune and in touch with everything because they read a book about rocks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on. No, right. you're not. You're just a regular person that you're into a certain music that tells you that if you fucking dig up granite, that it's going to fucking make your fucking make you rise to heaven if you hold five crystals and shit on a fucking amethyst. You know what I mean? It's fucking retarded. I, I don't even see like the hippie shit. Fine, like, but, I, but with him, I don't even see it. Like, 
Like, I think, like, when he wrote, like, Mother, I Want to Fuck You, he was, like, thinking, it wasn't coming from a place where he was, like, Mother, I Want to, like, felt it through him, like, oh, this is going to whatever. I think he wrote that down being, like, well, this is really going to shock everybody. They really, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, wait till they hear this. Everyone's going to think I'm deep because I said Mother, you know, like, I want to fuck you. Like, I don't think that there was any real anything behind it. But, of course... I am probably wrong. The disclaimer is that I am probably wrong. Yeah. Because people get pissed every time I say this. I but know, all that hippie talk, I'm really going to fucking catch a boot to my nards. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're with the flower child yourself? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know how, many, how many hippies are out there. You know what I mean? I, well, look, my parents are hippies. I don't, I don't mind the hippie Yeah, but thing. they're not digging up rocks and thinking they could fucking touch moonbeams and shit. They're not, uh, they're not giving everybody in their band a crystal to bury before the show? <laughs> yeah. One of the odder like, times in life. Definitely one of the odder times in life, and that that is all weird. But the weirdest thing about all of that shit was that he carried a portable shovel. <laughs> How am I? Gonna... I think those are called spades, my friend. Yeah, but the shit folded up, and you could fit it in your pocket. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, remember that thing? All right. So, just so everybody knows, we're talking about and and uh, not talking badly about. Just talking about talking weirdly about <laughs> uh, the old bass player in our band. Um, he was actually in both of our bands, and uh, he was a good friend of ours. And and we love the guy, and he's out there doing his thing, even though we haven't talked to him in years and years and years. But he was uh, he's what you would consider a, a total hippie. And um, a, and as the years went by, he got deeper and deeper, deeper into it. So he's in this punk rock band. And uh, and he's just a total out there hippie and doing yoga before the shows on stage. He would and he would before he took a hit of weed, he'd thank he'd thank like fucking Allah for his medicine or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you getting frustrated already? Yes, I forgot that. And at a certain point in time, <laughs> he would. At a certain point in time, um, he came to the whole band. Uh, this was when we were uh, we were like you know going around we were, we were doing our little tours and the band was like had some heat or whatever we we're playing a little bit bigger shows and everything and he came up to us real respectfully and gave each of us a crystal in a little booty that he had <laughs> <laughs> he had crocheted himself, himself like a little fucking you know like like how your grandmother would like crochets those blankets that have the charlie brown stripes in them yeah it was like a little crystal and a little booty and he gave it to us and he uh he requested that we all put them on our amplifiers or drums respectively during the show and then after the show we all bury them into the earth and and uh, I think we all just kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck is going on now? And uh, and that was it. And I don't know what happened. I probably yeah. I probably threw mine into the highway. <laughs> well, what happened was I was there for the aftermath. I was like, Mark, how am I going to bury this? I don't have a fucking shovel or anything. And he whipped out a shovel, like a portable shovel from his like pocket that unfolded like like a transformer. <laughs> and it turned out to be a fucking shovel. And he made me dig earth and bury it. So I'm standing around with this dude. We're in our 20s and we're digging a hole behind fucking Club Benet burying a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Ah, that is some on. weird shit, man. I miss your taste and your uh, <laughs> booty. <laughs> yeah, mine was green. Was yours green? I do not remember. <laughs> and it was a little, you know, a little booty it sat in, and then it had like a little holder at the top. Yeah, like it was little Christmas stocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you hang it on the tree. I want to kiss you <laughs> in your type of dress. 
I just picture him at home crocheting those little booties, like all excited, like, yo, they're gonna love this. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to the Good Hi-Fi Podcast, Tuesday edition. Look, we're actually here on time doing something. Uh, there's there's new stuff coming from the Algorand Hi-Fi podcast. I think we're going to finally set up a pa- Patreon page. Oh, for anybody who goes to the actual website, I know it's down. Um, I, I, in Richie's absence, I didn't want to pay the extra money to keep it up, not knowing if we had a show or not. And now I'm going to take this as an opportunity to, to kind of redo it. I never really liked our website that much, and I think I'm going to try to use a different host and change it up a little bit. So it might be down a little bit longer, but... Uh, I don't know how many people actually read the show notes anyway. So until then, you know, the show notes. they'll be there. You'll get us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all that stuff. But uh, anyway, go on iTunes to leave a review and we'll see you in a few short days. We first met a long time ago. I always knew how to treat you. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.